Hello, 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 and welcome back to Sip the Tally Films. I'm your host, Coach Evans, and everybody know Greg Roman got fired. So he say he resigned to seek other opportunities, but Greg Roman's gone. So toast to everybody out there. Get your purple Kool-Aid ready because we're going to have a nice talk. Appreciate you, Will G, for being a member. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming through. But again, y'all thought I was going to be by myself. Guess what you got? You got a Thursday round table in this mug. We got the gangs all here with the exception of Chris. Chris had a, uh, a um something he had to do already planned out. So Shout out to Chris, kind of a, man. a last Indeed. minute thing with the the news of Greg Roman being kaput. So and these guys, you know, they came through, and so I appreciate you guys for coming through. And uh, we're gonna run around this thing and and you know just kind of keep it like we do it on Mondays, but we just not going past an hour, people. Hour is our limit. And no matter how well y'all can get us past out, but it's gonna have to be donations, donations, facts, donations, gifts, donations. <laughs> y'all know that where that's from? That's from uh, Umar Johnson. <laughs> he was arguing <laughs> with somebody, and he was talking about donations, donations. He reached in the back and had like gifts, and it was like a gift card to Red Lobster or something. But it was funny. So what we're gonna we're gonna start off with? Uh, Greg Roman got fired today, obviously, and it, you know they said that he resigned to seek other positions but i don't necessarily believe that i think somebody came in and said look bro it is what it is your time to run up you got to go so resign or be fired that that thing right there what you think about that mikey thank the lord thank the lord <laughs> thank the lord we needed something look it was time man we we spoke on the show on the round table about it all the time it's it's time man so you know i'm glad to see they made a move whether like you said however it happened it's cool right i greg i like you so let's just call it a resignation let's not call it you being fired and then everybody's happy so let's keep it like that and we'll keep it smooth you you write we'll help you write your little letter saying you want to go and seek a, a head coach job or whatever it is and now everybody's happy so either way however you want to do it cool i'm just glad he gone man <laughs> and though uh for me personally I'm indifferent about the situation. It's not going to matter to me unless we see what they actually do with the offensive coordinator. Are they going to go keep it internal and hire uh, Brent Urban, uh, James Urban? Um, are they going to hire Craig Verstige? Are they going to hire one of these guys that kind of fits the mold of what the Ravens do? Now, if they actually go out there and get somebody very innovative and, and with a different philosophy and mindset, I'm going to be happy as hell. But until I see what they do, it is what it is. But this is just the step in the right direction. No, how many how many offensive coordinators has John Harbaugh had in his 15 years? But you got to get rid of Roman to get somebody else in. I'm saying this is this the first step. Oh, where we, where we go from uh, Mark Trustman? Who we go to after that? Brian, how you feel about uh <laughs> was Morningway not a step up from Mark Trustman? <laughs> I say he was good, but yeah, I mean he was. Yeah. <laughs> but still, the first step is. You can't have two coordinators, so you got to get him out the door. That's, that's yeah. all I'm saying. That's the first okay. step. Okay. I mean, now, that's it, now, whether they still can form the bag on it, still, but the first step is getting him out the door. What you think, B? You're, you're muted, B. Always, every time. <laughs> I don't know why you, would, uh, why you would question whether or not he got fired or, or, or resigned just because nobody ever calls Greg Roman about any job ever. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. Uh, I think it's a, you know, like uh, like Mike said, it's 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 about time. You know, they they've needed to make this move for several years. 
Uh, I mean, he was never really the the guy for the job, uh, but you know, Lamar kind of carried him along and, and everything. But it was it was obvious for the past couple of years that it wasn't going to go any further. And and it's not all on Greg Roman. You know, they didn't give him anything to make a passing game work. You know, even though he you know we know he's not great at that, but they didn't give him any tools to 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 help him along in, in making the the passing game work either. So it's not 100% on Greg Roman. So I'm kind of with Hendo. It depends on where they go from here. They were talking all that good stuff about, you know, rebuilding the wide receiver room and, you know, looking casting a wide net for their their offensive coordinator search. But if they cast a wide net and like you said and it comes back and they pull it up and it's T Martin, then where, who cares? <laughs> yeah. As on you, Jose what you think? No, well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. I'm a little bit more optimistic only because, you know, even if they try to do the, hey, we're going to hide from within, right? Hey, we looked at all the candidates out there. You know, they, they, they're going to leave no stone unturned is what they said. Uh, and and we, looked, we looked all the way out there. And, and you know what? The best option is in-house, right? They could still get lucky. We could, like, T. Martin might just be good. You know that, so there's that little bit of hope. I, I'm not, I don't have faith in that necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, you know, getting rid of somebody that you know is bad, or you know, it presents an opportunity at least for somebody else to go in there and do something differently. Now, if they keep their word and they're actually doing uh, a real search, that would lead me to believe, especially if they're saying well, Lamar's going to have input on it. That would lead me to believe that that Harbaugh doesn't have as much control over that hire this time around. And, you know, you mentioned Mark Trestman, but who, you know, the coach before Mark Trestman, that, they, that gave us one of our best offensive years in Baltimore and Gary Kubiak. So if, if this is a Gary Kubiak situation, that is really good. Now, you, you just said something about trusting him to hire uh, the OC. So I went, I had a little back and forth on Twitter today, and they were saying, and you guys may agree with the other person saying that Harbaugh should have no input in who he hires as an OC. No, I sure. personally think that's ludicrous. But to have a guy that my job is in his hands for the most part, and I don't have a say in who I hire, I, I'd lose my shit. <laughs> but but is it in is I mean his, his job his job wasn't in, in Great Roman's hands, right? <laughs> if he wouldn't stay, if he'd have stayed, probably. Okay, so so to your point, me as the general manager, shouldn't I get a say? You should. Because I can solely be the head coach, but the person I was going back and forth with was saying he shouldn't have had no say in it. That's what I'm saying. I, so I hear what you're saying, right? But I think the two times under Harbaugh where he didn't have a say was Jim Caldwell. I don't think he had a say with Jim Caldwell, right? Cam Cameron who, was his who boat. hired him? The, the GM? Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy. I, I don't think I don't think that that initial staff was all his people. Because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have full control yet, he was a brand new coach mm-hmm. at, at that point. Um, I don't think Caldwell was his guy necessarily. Uh, Cam Cameron was, and they're like, "Listen, your boy got to go." And he got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And Jim Caldwell took over, right? And then the second time, Gary Kubiak. Everybody knows that that wasn't his hire, but that was that was one of the best years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it just doesn't work out. Like he has a track record of his friends being bad at their jobs. So, I mean, him not having a say wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. It wouldn't feel good. I get it. I get mm-hmm. I get it, you know, from your, your standpoint, coach. Like, you, you, you wouldn't want just somebody in here that you don't have, you know, as, any as a head with coach, or anything like that. I, but. 
I, I do want somebody that's good. And I'm just talking about me personally. I do want somebody that's good. But I got to have a guy that I trust, too. And being I, so, a guy being forced on me may not necessarily be the guy that I trust to to do the right things when I'm not looking. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get what you're saying. Not, not, not saying, of course, he's going to have input. I mean, mm-hmm. we're being real about it. But I don't want him being the design factor either. <laughs> I would not. I would say he should be one of one of three or four guys. So right. obviously him, uh, DaCosta, Bashadi, and maybe the president. Maybe maybe those four guys get together and they put and Lamar. You know, and, oh, and Lamar and Lamar. Yeah. And now they say they say that they're going to. What we can talk about, we just kind of morph onto what we heard in the press, and we can kind of take out snippets from there what we thought about or whatnot. And I just kind of go first because you, I don't want to steal nobody's thunder as far as the pressure. The biggest thing that stood out to me in the person was the fact that he kept saying, re, retool, re, the wide receiver room going to be new. And normally he'll, he'll say it one time and kind of gloss over it, but it kept being reiterated this time. So maybe there will be a real attempt to do something and not just go back and to the old, you know, just getting the old guys. What, what was your, your biggest takeaway from the pr- uh, presser, you know? And you can kind of comment on what I said too. Um. My biggest takes were the lip service that they were given. Initially, he was like, yes, when we go for this offensive coordinator search, you know, we're going to have Lamar involved in the situation. We're going to get his input. Then he kind of kind of careened off a little bit to the side and was like, you know, we're going to let him know. You know, you want to ask him a question or two. You're not going to be the decide, the ipso de facto in this situation. But the thing that got me is the most from this presser was when when EDC said he was asked a question and he was like, yeah, getting the Roquan Smith deal done. If we decide to keep both him and Lamar, that's something we might want to do. And I'm like, might. Hmm, That's odd. So that's what I, that was my biggest takeaway from it. Jose. Yeah. I mean, look, Harbaugh and EDC, they're both known to be liars, right? Like, I just don't take too much stock in what they say nowadays. Like I got to see the action, you know, first and then follow it up with the comment. So yes, Greg Roman's out of here. Even, even that I didn't, I don't feel all that great about, I wish they would have just fired him because letting him walk out the door implies he did his job. Great. There was nothing wrong. And I know they have, they have a history of doing that too. They don't necessarily like firing coaches if they can avoid it. They rather just the coach, get a job somewhere else but obviously nobody's really checking for for greg roman like that and he just kind of let him walk away but they need to send a statement like no it's it's not all good this is we have a standard because you know you gotta let the players know too not just for the fans for the, mm-hmm. the you know more so for the players we have a standard here he didn't meet that standard so he's gone you know but letting him walk kind of lets him off the hook of that you know from, from all that which is why you know, if you can't fire, you know, you brought in your friend, you can't fire your friend. You have less say on the next hire. That, that's how I feel about it. But the, the wide receiver room, they're right in what they're saying. Um, we'll see if they do it. I, I, I don't know. B? Yeah, you know, I, I disagree on the, the Greg Roman thing. I don't I don't have any problem with them letting him save face on the way out. Like, like, he's not the best offensive coordinator, but he's not the worst offensive coordinator and their offenses were good. I mean, that's, you know, obviously we know that's uh, almost all Lamar, but you know, the, the, the offenses were highly ranked. They scored a lot of points. They won a lot of games. It's fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see, there's no reason to, to kind of kick him on the way out. You know, to me, um, you know, you say you want to send a message and they, they do need to send a message, 
but you send a message with the hire. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I don't think you're sending a message necessarily. I mean, it, it is one kind of a message to, to fire, right? But right. the more important message is, is who you're going to hire. And, and it just has to be somebody different than Greg Roman. Um, in terms of the wide receiver room, you know, they said they're going to look at uh, free agency, draft, and trade, and it's going to be new and all that. And then they signed Andy Isabella to a futures deal, so I don't know. Yeah, I did see that earlier today. Mikey? I mean, look, it just reminds me of, you know, the presidential campaign, and they got to tell you everything they think you want to hear. Um, I'm with Zay on that. Like, I just got to see it. I don't trust them. Um, you know, they got to say what sounds good. They got to say what we, what we want to hear. They knew they had to put a blanket over top of that fire that was starting to get out of control over this Lamar situation. So mm-hmm. uh, that stood out to me how many times they had to make it clear or known that they talked to Lamar every day and, you know, Lamar and I are friends and he, all of that, right? <laughs> they had to put that out there. Um, but, you know, I got to see it. And, and to your point, Coach, I do agree. I'm with you. Like, I, I do think, you know, he should have some say on the hire. Because if he has no say, then that gives him an excuse mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out to say, oh, it wasn't my guy. So, you, right. you know, now, then we, then I, we I got guarantee that year. dude will get fired. Yeah. Then we got another year. Yes. Then we got another year with him if it doesn't work out. So he, excuse me, he should have some say. Um, and then, you know, B, you also hit it on the head too. But you have to make that statement with who you hire next. And it has to be almost a splash. Like you got to get somebody in here that's going to open this thing up, put all the cards on the table, man. And let's, let's see what we got. Right. Um, but they, they got to go forward to, and everything, you know, the wide receiver room. It's funny though how, you know, last year, Starting the season, that wide receiver room was they got it, man. We got young good, we got we got good young talent there now. It's oh man, we got you. We like our home. guys. Yeah. <laughs> so um but we'll see, man. But I, I I'm 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 more so on put up or shut up with this with this organization in the front office and coaching staff right now. Uh did you did you guys hear the first thing? EDC said they're asking him about Lamar's his contract negotiations. He kind of threw a, a slight little jab at the beginning and said, "Well, it takes two to tango, yep. right?" Yeah, yeah. But that. didn't you say you talked? They've been to him saying that too, though. They, they've but, been saying two to tango, but and he but, did say he talked to him that morning. So yeah. if, you talk, if you talk to him, were you not tangled? Like, like, did you not do the tango then? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. If you go to Lamar with what he wants to hear. We dancing, right? The deal, right. the deal is getting done. Things are moving. You were saying, "Hey, we're progressing now," but you didn't, right? You went there with the same BS. He's like, "Well, I mean, we'll we'll talk when we talk, I guess." Right? <laughs> like you can't you can't make it seem like he's not willing or he he's not uh he's not talking to you guys and you're saying at the same time that he's talking you're talking to him every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we have great conversations every day. Every well, day. Well, it sounds like you're you're doing the tango, so make something happen. Right. That was a, a big uh, contradiction from himself. Yeah. Put his own foot in his mouth. They did yeah. that the whole time. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, on top of lying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, but listen, when, when Harbaugh said, when Harbaugh was like, listen, we need to take some of Greg Roman's run schemes with us, and his past concepts are excellent. That's what I literally turned it off. I had to go rewatch it. When he said that, I turned it off. I, I was said, threw up. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the concepts like something gets lost uh, in translation to the to the actual playbook but when he when he starts talking about it in the meeting room man, it's it blowing their mind <laughs> two guys in the same place wow yeah, with a third on the way what if right never they'll never they'll never see this full bag uh streaking down the, <laughs> yeah, down the, the third guy catches the ball and the other two are ready to block Mm. Mm. But nah, that, hey, don't I don't put that past uh, Roman not be like you you crack jokes. That might have been the plan. Hey, look, y'all both of y'all go run this hitch. We're gonna run a drag right from on the other side, and y'all just turn around and block. No, but you know who did that? Somebody did that in the game Sunday. Was it Miami? Somebody caught the ball and, and he caught, uh-huh. turned around and he threw it off. Now that was that that Miami. I know. I know. It was the uh, same Waddle, Waddle caught a pass on the sideline with Tyreek Hill almost standing right beside him. I did see that. It was a Buffalo. Yeah. One of them. Anyway, <laughs> Greg's out of here. But did you hear the part where he talked about the negotiations? He said the negotiation with Roquan happened over a period of months. Mm-hmm. He said, the, and obviously Roquan doesn't have an agent either. He said the negotiation with Mark happened six days. Yep. He also said uh, Ryan Stanley's it took a year and a half. To took a year and a half. He did. Yeah. I think he started with Ryan Stanley, I think. So we're. Technically, and I think somebody said this, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is they've been negotiating for two years and they still hadn't got one, got a deal done yet. So, yeah, he said, I think, did he say he said two years, right? No, I heard, I just didn't know. Somebody said two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's fault? I think it's really that's what I'm gonna ask you. Who's at fault? I think the whole dynamic changed when Deshaun got paid, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 that played a part, that definitely played a part. But as we always say, and a great New York philosopher said, yesterday's price ain't today's <laughs> price. So that's just how it works. And they've been bitten by that 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 word before. You know what I mean? And that phrase before. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it did change the dynamic. Um, but at the end of the day, if you don't want to pay it, you got to pay it. <laughs> it just, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure whoever, I'm sure the Browns really didn't want to pay that. But it's like, hey. Do we want this guy? Then we gotta go. We gotta do. What we gotta do. I'm sure Buffalo didn't want to pay as much as they paid. I'm sure the Packers didn't want to pay as much as they paid. But it's uh, it's necessary. It has to be done. The market set itself, especially in that position. Mm-hmm. Look, as somebody who negotiates contracts, and don't remind me because we start next week to do some more. <laughs> like it can be ugly, right? And, and and it's and it's you know it does take two to tangle in some things, but. There is a point in negotiations where, as my man in here said, somebody got to start off on the dance floor with the park height strut, right? <laughs> so that got to let you know I'm trying to dance, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's see what you're going to bring to the dance floor. But it, it 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 is gamesmanship, and I think both sides played that, played that. I just think Baltimore is just really, really bad at doing it. And I don't know if his EDC, I don't know if his lawyers, I don't know who he got on his team when it comes down to negotiating. But he got to work on that. But if you want to get the deal done, when well, you seen Lamar in the cafeteria th- this morning, you should have had something. Oh, you should have, you should have whispered in his ear, "Look, bro, this is what we going. I'm gonna holler at you about this." And it should be over, like he said with Mark Andrews and date within days. Right. But what scares me is, I think he feels like he got this tag in his pocket, and he has, mm. you know, he has the control right now, and. I, I don't know if he want to play that game because Lamar could easily be like, oh, I, my knee still ain't better. I'm going to chill. I'm going <laughs> to sit out. I ain't signing nothing. And force your hand. So 
it's it's going to be interesting, but I feel like when it comes down to situations like this with organization and player, the organization has to take the lead. They got to jump on that on that floor first, and they got to and, and they have to come aggressively if this is what they really want to get done. And like Charles said, they can't let him play on the tag. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. If he gets tagged, mm. that limits limits move we moves we can make. That whole yeah. thing hit the cap. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, it's not even about the money. To be honest with you, if you really look at it from my perspective, if they tag Lamar this year coming, this season coming, it's going to be forty-five to forty-eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Next year, the year after that, it's supposed to be between fifty, fifty-seven, and that's what I was taking in Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert's deals yes. into consideration. So for two years, you're going to give him a hundred million dollars guaranteed at least. Then have to sign him to a long-term deal, which is going to at least be another hundred million. So for me, that doesn't really make sense. You're going to give him with two franchise tags and a new contract wherever he goes. He's going to get in excess of three hundred million dollars. Mm. So it's not about the money because they're going to have to pay that eventually anyway. And then your handicap with the next two salary caps um, with that with those tags. So it, it's more to do with either they don't believe in him or. It's about who has control in this situation, in my opinion. All right. I had, I had to. Go ahead. Oh, B. I'm sorry. I don't think B went. Go ahead, B. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I just, you know, when I heard them talking about Lamar's going to have a say in the offensive coordinator uh, uh, search, to me, that sounded like them being desperate and trying to lure him, you know, back you know, with, with less money. Uh, because otherwise, I don't think. John Harbaugh, EDC would be interested in what Lamar had to say about who <laughs> who the offensive coordinator would be, right? So that that to me sounds a little like desperation. Um, and to Ando's point, I, I you know I think it is about the money. Like you know if he wants he wants a certain amount of money, and they don't want to pay him a certain amount of money. But like you said, I think that is because they don't believe in him fully as a passer. They believe in him as a player. They believe in him as a leader. They don't believe in him as a passer. And that's why they they saddled him with Greg Roman for the past you know four years to begin with, um, you know nobody would look nobody would look at jo- uh, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or, or any other young quarterback and say you know what you know what's best for that guy's development Gregory Roman <laughs> no no one, no one would do that you know but they don't they don't think he he can win as a passer and that's why they don't want to pay him the money that he's he's looking for. Um, but also to your point, like they they don't have to pay, like they're not going to have to pay that eventually if they move it, you know. Right. So I, I think that you know right now I think they're still trying to play a little bit of hardball and saying, hey, you know, we are offering you what we're offering you. We have the tag, and you know what? If you don't like it, maybe we'll, maybe we will just move you somewhere and start over because we can get somebody who who. You know, maybe he's not the the same kind of athlete. Maybe he's not as dynamic, but we'll get a better passer than you. And that's not true. And hopefully, it doesn't come to that for Baltimore. But I think that's kind of still where they're at a little bit in in their in their in their thinking. And, and they're trying to find other ways, like I said, to keep him in the fold uh, that aren't just giving him the money that he wants. Yeah, I, I want, you I want can take a crapshoot on finding another pass, a better passer. That's a crapshoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're want, not going to. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to add one more one more wrinkle to this. Go ahead. This, you know, like the way they're acting did not start with EDC. This this goes back to Ozzy from years ago, right? They have a philosophy, they have their formula, and they they stick to their philosophy, right? 
And this is something that we've criticized Ozzy for years. Me and B criticized Ozzy for years about is that he doesn't read the market well, right? So they have a set price for players in their mind and they go into the offseason, even the draft, right? A lot of times like, hey, okay, we're looking to get this guy here and then, you know, players go off the board faster than they than they thought or players get uh, signed for a lot more money than they thought. And it's not just offense, right? We saw it happen with C.J. Mosley. They just read it wrong, right? Um, it's the same thing happened with Lamar. They had, you know, they, they kind of figured, okay, based off of Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, we got an idea what we want to pay. And Lamar said, yeah, I'm going to wait because I, I, I know you can give me more than that. And then Deshaun Watson happened and they didn't, nobody saw it coming. Right. And I think them, I think them more than Lamar needed this year to kind of get themselves together. Cause they're like, Oh my God. Right. We weren't expecting, we were expecting to have to give that much. I think this year or this off season, having that whole year to kind of soak everything in and then having more contracts, uh, other players, you know, getting signed coming up. Um, They'll, you know, I'm not saying it, you know, it'll definitely get a deal done, but I think it opened the eyes a little bit more. I think they have a better understanding of the situation and what they need to do. So hopefully, hopefully that turns into them uh, getting a deal done. And and to be to be honest, and we said this on on our show before, they shouldn't have been that shocked with the with the Deshaun Watson deal. Okay, it being nope. fully guaranteed is one thing you weren't you weren't really expecting that, even though that has happened before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the 230 million dollars. That's not far off from what other quarterbacks have gotten. Right. I mean, it, it, it is it is a little bit right, but like Kyler Murray just got one eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about forty one million. You got Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow getting their extensions this offseason, and Lamar Jackson should be getting his extension this offseason as well. How long do you really think it's going to take before somebody surpasses two hundred thirty million guaranteed? <laughs> right. right. It's not. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure Joe's going to surpass it. Right. So your, your best out is to try to get it done before they go ahead and, and, and yeah. drop the yeah. bag on Joe. Yeah, I mean, he won MVP in his second year. You were eligible to sign him in his third year. You should have given him whatever he wanted because right. he wasn't asking then what he's asking for now. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then you didn't have this You didn't have this body of work uh, mm-hmm. of us being as terrible as we are without him either. Facts. So that, you know, him being hurt actually kind of helped him a little bit in my, in my yeah. eyes. Imagine Justin Herbert got that money. Good lord! <laughs> <laughs> After the way they went, they they bounced, got bounced on playoffs. That was horrible. Look, you ain't you ain't paying the the team. You ain't paying the team performance, right? But but when, right, but every time these you know, we were talking about quarterbacks, it's always playoff wins that that get factored in, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, I mean, right or wrong, that that's that's the judgment for Lamar. And Lamar can look over at Justin Herbert and be like, well, that, that $200 million man doesn't have a playoff win. Yeah, but we, we know why it's like that for Lamar and not like that for other players. Right, so. yeah, yeah. And y- y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, Kyler got 189 guaranteed with a total of 230. Is that right? I don't remember what the total is. But he got uh, more than 120, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he had like 120 guaranteed at signing, at signing. With, a, with a with a total guarantee of 189. Oh, that's why that's why they could trot out that line that oh well they they, they gave him more than than Kyler because they offered him 133 guarantee, mm-hmm. which was more than Kyler you know at, at signing, but far less than what Kyler got in total. Appreciate it. And Edwin, I'm not a I'll tell you from the jump, I'm not a cap guy. I don't really pay attention to the numbers like talking about it. I'm a film guy, so I may mess some cap numbers up, but 
I ain't perfect and they don't get paid me to do cap numbers. So if I blow it, I blow it. Ain't like I'm gonna get fired from my own stuff. <laughs> and at 200 million. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to be fun. I'm just saying I'm, I'm I ain't a cap dude. I, I I say that to everybody. I'm not a numbers, I'm not a numbers cruncher when it comes to these. Because I think the cap is cap. It is. So I don't want to waste my time trying to figure out something that can twist and turn whenever they feel like it. Yeah, coach. It was 230.5 million guaranteed. I mean not guaranteed, I'm sorry, 230.5 million extension. Right. Okay. And, and, the, and that that report from uh, Marcus Spears about Lamar's offer two hundred million guaranteed that was over like six or seven years though, right? That wasn't like, I it mean, wasn't, it wasn't the five year deals that the others were getting, right? Yeah. Right. Did he did was that that report was recent, right? I didn't see that. I saw somebody talking about it on Twitter or something. I didn't see this Marcus Spears saying was it, it Marcus was Spears. No, that's yeah, what they said. That's, what, that's what, said. what they said said it, but it was supposedly he said there was a new offer. I didn't see it. But I don't Not know. Good enough. But this yeah. is, and I don't know if you guys said it because I was, you know, dealing with something. <laughs> but um, you know, the the Ravens also. This is even more of a reason why when EDC seen him in the cafeteria, he should have sat him down right there. This is also why <laughs> wherever Lamar is ready to go, if he's going to Florida, he needs to follow him what? because. Well, you know, Lamar, they, they. I think aren't they team meetings in Florida? They are. Yes. If Lamar des- if Lamar decides to wait to see what Burrow and Herbert gets, it's even gonna co- it's gonna cost them more money. Mm-hmm. So they, if I were them, I would want to get this done right now. But you know, again, they like to play this game with certain contracts, and you know that could hurt them. So. I would I would be following him everywhere he's going. Where we going? Are we going on we going on, we going on vacation together? Okay. We okay, cool. Where we going? Yeah. So you know, that's not, I mean, you know, like how the Warriors did when they when they they got KD. They locked them in the room, like yo, let look. went to the Hamptons and got it. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. Let's sit here and let's get this done. Uh, Charles, hit me with the link on on Twitter for that one. If you if you got it, hit me with the link on that one. Yeah, yeah that's cool. she he he told her uh, that it was between one sixty and one eighty. Okay, okay. So so at the at the top end of that, it was you know nine and a half less than than what uh, Arizona had given Kyler, who they didn't even think he put in the work to be a franchise quarterback, and they uh-huh. gave him one eighty nine. Right, Kyler be on call of duty with me. <laughs> all right so we we spent 30 minutes talking about uh roman and the press conference so now let's kind of get into the nitty-gritty for this the second half but let's talk about offense coordinator candidates and and guys that you may want to see or may not want to see so what i did was i went and i made me a list and i'm mm-hmm. sure you guys got people in mind and we can just kind of throw names out there and go from there and even if you don't have names we can just kind of talk about the guys i got on this list and um and i just pulled the first one out which is probably the one everybody talks about is B enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, B, what you think about B enemy? I mean, I, I think that B enemy should be a head coach, mm-hmm. right? I, and and you know, I guess there, there's there's reasons as to why not. I don't I don't know what what it is that the, the league doesn't want to give him a, a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that if he is serious about actually leaving Kansas City as a lateral move. You know, and and going somewhere else, and I guess trying to trying to up his resume even more from being mm-hmm. a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, <laughs> one of the best offenses in the league for several years. Uh, then, then they should absolutely go after him. But I don't think that I think that is the exact kind of move 
that uh, <laughs> that John Harbaugh would not want to go for. And that's why he, he would want input, right? Because he doesn't want somebody who could take his job. Mm-hmm. And Eric Bieniemy is that guy. Hendo? Oh, yeah, I take him in a heartbeat. Um, I know that a lot of people's complaints are going to be, oh, Andy Reid's calling the plays. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, even LaShawn McCoy, who doesn't like him, said that he does call the plays. Like, he may not call each and every play, but he knows down-distance situations. He can't be any worse than what we have with uh, mm-hmm. we have with Greg Roman. Now, everybody thought once Tyreek Hill left, that offense was going to falter. Mm-hmm. Actually, to me, Patrick Mahomes looks better because now they don't know where the ball is going to go. He schemes people open. I can't. What's the dude named Watson? Justin Watson. Just, yeah. Out there killing him. Yeah. <laughs> killing them out there. And a part of that has to do with skill. Part of that has to do with your offensive coordinator scheming you open. And that's one thing that we don't have here in Baltimore is someone to scheme people open. So I'd listen, I'll take him in a heartbeat. Uh hold on. Yeah, so I, I actually think that the next coaching hire needs to be the successor, right? Because they need to they need to start telling Har- Harbaugh should be fired after this year. I mean, I mean, he should be fired now. He should be fired now. Uh, no coach and quarterback tandem has won a Super Bowl if they haven't done it in the first five years. So this is mm-hmm. this is year five, and they didn't do it. So he should be gone now. They should be telling him it's time to start making some other plans. We're not going to fire you, but. Next year or two, you need to start. You need to you need to move on. And, There's a chair next to Ozzy with your name. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It's been a good run. You know, we're not gonna fire you, but you know, you're gonna be seeking other opportunities as well. And this this guy that we bring in is going to be your successor, mm-hmm. right? And if that's the case, sure, Eric Bieniemy, and, and that would entice somebody like Eric Bieniemy to come here, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Eric Bieniemy's not gonna make a, a a lateral movement unless they force him out of Kansas City. But if Kansas City wins, why would they do that, right? Um, so that's how you entice somebody. Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich, who just who just got uh, fired. That's another person that should be a head coach, who I like a, a whole lot, and I would love for him to come in and be an offensive coordinator, and then later on be the, the head coach. So I'll let Mikey talk about. I'll let Mikey talk about um, Bieniemy. Then we can. Uh, then you just pick, start off with Leftwich, Mikey. Okay, yeah. So listen, I I go to Kansas City and help the enemy move, drive him <laughs> over here. Um, maybe it is something he he will consider. I I do think, uh, even though you know there's people that that co-sign him calling plays, I do think um, there's a lot of people out here that follow that narrative that Andy is really calling it. So maybe he maybe he he will need to get away from that. And go to a situation where it's clear that he is the sole play caller, so maybe small chance. But I'm with B on that. I, I don't think, I don't think John would do something like that. Um, but it would it would be awesome to have him here. Left, which is probably at the top of my list. Um, again, I agree with Zay. He's somebody that that probably should be a head coach. He's another one that um, I, I see. He's a, he's a he's another one that I don't know if John would bring in just because of his potential. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and everybody knows that he has the potential to be a head coach. So John, though, and, and maybe it's what he needs, right? Maybe he needs some to be watching his back, and maybe that'll wake his ass up. Excuse my French. Uh, you good? But uh, but uh, you know, Leftwich uh, would be somebody else that 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 would be really good here we just need as as we said on monday 
we need a, a fresh new voice, a fresh new scheme system, whatever you want to call it. I don't want anybody with any remnants of what we just went through, right? So uh, he'd be perfect. He'd be perfect. That uh, and, and not just for us, you know, because we obviously like the move, but he'd be perfect for the players, right? The players need to hear something else, right? Mm-hmm. That stuff gets stagnant, man. Like a different you know, Yeah, you know, coach. You you coach. You've been coaching for a while. You know how hard it is to keep keep yep. your voice and keep it and, and keep it relevant to the, to those players, especially if it's not working. Right. Or you got you got a few bad games here and there. You know how hard it is to do that over a certain amount of time in years. So I either way, I'll take anybody outside of this building at this point. Right. <laughs> I don't want anybody right. in the building. Give me anybody outside the building. Give me anybody off of Andy's staff and give me anybody off of, uh, of Philly. At, at this point, I take Matt Nagy. I think he went back to to uh, he, Kansas City. He did. I'll take him call, come over here and call plays. But so, he didn't. But he didn't call plays in Kansas City. Got a head coach job. That, yeah. Well, it didn't. It didn't look well when he got to where he was. But uh, listen, I need somebody with that type of mind that's been around that type of creativity to be here with that uh that Lambo we got. <laughs> Jose. Oh, I no, I already went. No, no we, we don't. Going back with Leftwich. Oh, oh, oh yeah, just, we going uh, back. Come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you, you just want to give my my input on on Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, look, man, like, like I said, he he should have been a head coach this year. Um, you know, I, I can't blame him for turning down that job with, with the Jaguars. I mean, they were a hot mess. They didn't want to get rid of their their GM. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but it sucks, right? Because because Doug Pearson's doing a great job there now. He gets fired, so you know he's not that hot candidate anymore. But I think um, I think like I said I think it's a great opportunity for him to come in here. And um, just just the thing is, like, we don't need a complete transformation of the offense. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know Harbaugh talked about that in the presser about, you know, we have our identity or whatever. And they want to keep the identity, but change the change the uh, the the scheme, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. But all right. You still want to be, you know, run the ball, control the clock. That's essentially what what you're talking about. We can do that without running Lamar so much. We can get J.K. Dobbins more involved, and we can have an evolved pass game. It wouldn't take that much work. Just somebody that, you know, is a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, nobody currently on the staff and nobody from Michigan. Michigan. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that what I told you earlier, V? <laughs> and uh, Pep Hamilton, I saw Pep Hamilton's name out there. That's another one, uh, person I like. I also want to bring up Brian Johnson for our, our guy, Chris. Just joking. That's that's his guy. getting ahead of yourself. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Coach got a, coach, coach got a list. Dude. We talking about really we talking about um being a man Nagy. And, they, and y'all talked about Nagy, so that was the next person. So what I, what I'll do is if but for time's sake, we'll talk. I got a list, and some people there are multiple people off certain teams. So with be enemy was Nagy. So we can kind of you know, I think you mentioned Nagy already, so we can kind of throw him in there too with being. You keep going, Jose. Unless if you were finished, it's on you, Hendo. Uh, only thing I'll add is only thing I add is, uh, Leftwich has been coaching one of the most immobile people I've ever, you know, like ever, ever <laughs> to walk right. the face of this earth for the last like right. three years. What he could do with Lamar, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so I think that's 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 perfect. He 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 already knows how to how to how to how to draw plays. Mm-hmm. For an immobile quarterback, 
have a competent offense, a high-scoring offense, somebody like Lamar who you don't have to run. He can keep him in the pocket and then let him just use his speed when when he feels like it. Way more, you can see a way more dangerous version of Lamar with 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 uh, Leftwich. Yeah, but the thing is with Leftwich, and I'm coming to you, Hendo. Why did he get fired? You Tom Brady. <laughs> no, that's for everybody. That's like if he. Yeah. Got, oh, I was gonna get into that. They no, had, they had, they had. It's on you. And they had a 45 year old quarterback. Right. I mean, he had to be. Somebody had to be used as a scapegoat. Okay. Uh, they went eight and nine. They looked horrible in the playoffs. And you know, last time I checked. Left wish didn't make Tom Brady throw that interception at the goal line. Right. Because that turned the whole complexity of the game around. Um, I think that he would he would definitely open up the potential for Lamar. He's been a, a great offensive coordinator for a while. He's a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. Um, but more importantly, he knows the AFC North, being mm-hmm. a quarterback that was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And being a quarterback himself, he knows the position. So I think that he can just do things that Greg Roman maybe can't understand some concepts that he couldn't. Now, as far as Matt Nagy goes, I'm going to say no. Because if if um, Eric Bieniemy can't get a job because he didn't call plays, why should Matt Nagy? Because he didn't true. call plays either. True. And it's a couple. it was a couple other on his staff that got jobs, and they weren't play callers. But mm-hmm. yet and still they got head coaching jobs. So that logic doesn't work for me. B? Yeah, I, I think that Byron Leftwich would be a great hire. Uh, like I said before, I think Eric Bieniemy would be a great hire as well. I'm with Hendo. I don't really want any parts of Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Nagy screams kind of Mark Tressman to me. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> but I, no, I think that that to Hendo's point, you know, Byron Leftwich was doing a, a fantastic job in Tampa Bay, right? Um, and the year that they had some O line injuries and Tom Brady fell off the cliff. They still, I mean, yeah, they were eight and nine. They still won their division, got to the playoffs, hosted a playoff game, and they just got beat by a better team. And you know, they're 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 looking to overhaul that coaching staff. They fired, I think, seven seven coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I don't know, you know, it, it could be just a scapegoating thing. Uh, hey, I'm getting rid of Byron Leftwich, so I get to keep my job as Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just it, that firing didn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't think you're getting better by losing a, a, a coach that's that talented, right. right? And and letting him go somewhere else, and and he's he's going to do a good job, and he's going to eventually be a head a head coach in the NFL, right? Uh, and and that could be you benefiting from that with the with the new rules and and the draft pick compensation and everything. So that didn't make any sense to me, yeah. but I think uh, there's going to be a very lucky team uh, who gets to pick up Byron Leftwich. You know, the, the Pittsburgh is talking about him. Uh, bringing him in as a as a you know a position coach or maybe a quarterback coach or something like that, so that kind of uh, it, it's a two birds with one stone kind of thing for Baltimore in that scenario. You keep him away from Pittsburgh and he's a massive upgrade to your offense. Mike, anybody else want to talk about the Chiefs guys being him or Nagy, and we can move on. Look, I, I just threw Nagy out there because I'm desperate, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, but I did I did write his name down though. You know what I'm saying? I I, like I take any, like I said, I take anybody outside of this building at this right. point. Wait, I think Sancho's talking about someone, right? Can we I, get somebody for yeah, something, yeah, something. something. Yeah. Do you have do you have Frank Reich on, on your list? I, do. I do. Okay. All right, let yep. me stop talking. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna, we gonna move. I tell you, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got eleven names on it. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so the next two guys from the Eagles, I got obviously Brian Johnson. He's the quarterback coach, and I got their 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 passing game coordinator Kevin P- Patulo. 
Is this how you say it? Patulo? P-A-T-U-L-L-O? Those two guys. Mm What do you think about those two guys, B? Uh, I don't know much at all about uh, Kevin P. Good call. But Brian Johnson, I think, you know, would, would be another another interesting hire for him. Uh, where Baltimore's at, I think that that a guy like Bienemy or a guy like Leftwich should be far and away the guys that they're looking at, or or even a Frank Reich, because these are guys who have experience in those roles. Uh, some you know, Reich has, has experience as a head coach as well. And Baltimore is a team that should be looking to compete for a Super Bowl right away, um, you know. So and and you know, guys like Johnson and and Kevin, they could be very talented. Uh, but like you saw with the with the defensive coordinator, maybe you're not ready immediately. Uh, so for me, while they're, they're they're intriguing names, and maybe you do have to end up going down the list a bit, you know, because there's only one left, which is only one B enemy. Uh, I, I would start there for sure before uh, uh, trying to trying to talk to these other guys. Hendo? Yeah, um, I don't know much about the other dude, Kevo. But um, <laughs> you call him Kevo, but Brian Johnson. Yes, look what he did. Look what he did with um, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes to point to the fact that they went out and they got um, AJ Brown. But look at look at his mechanics. He's throwing the ball a lot better. He his accuracy has improved, and it's not just his wide receivers. He played a role in that as well. So I think that taking out James Urban and inserting him, giving him some help while being the offensive coordinator, can actually elevate Lamar. So if if he were one of the last choice options, I'd go with him. Say, yeah. Um, look, Brian Johnson for sure. No, I don't think any of us know who, who this other guy is, but. Um, Look, I'm gonna be real about it, man. Like I, I, I prefer the OC to be a, a black coach because because they don't get enough opportunities, but also they understand the sense of urgency when they get those opportunities. And I think a coach that come in um, to work with Lamar understands they need to make sure Lamar is successful. I don't want any other coach coming. I'm not saying this wouldn't. I'm not saying this wouldn't be the case if we got Frank Wright or, or one of these other coaches, but. I want a coach to understand you're here to make our great player stay great, right? I don't want a coach to come in with the mindset of, well, we just need guys to fit my system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the coach that comes in needs to be able to <clears throat> be able to work with Lamar, understand uh, Lamar's strengths, weaknesses, and all that stuff. And, and, you know, you know, put together offense around that. I would say, you know, the, the offense as a whole, but the offense is Lamar, you know, you, no Lamar strengths. Bring in weapons to to complement Lamar, and win games. Right, Mikey. Yeah, as I said, I, I'll take you anybody from that staff. <laughs> you know, like I mean, just what they did this year. Um, obviously, they brought Jalen Jalen Hurts some weapons in, and but I mean, the way the way they use him to me is perfect, and I think, um, you know. He, although you know Hertz is a is a great athlete, I don't think there's any greater athlete than we have at the quarterback position. So I can just imagine um, what he would look like in any semblance of that type of offense. So um, you know, Brian Johnson, his name seems to be hot. I mean, I know he's, I believe he's interviewing for some head coaching jobs right now. So mm-hmm. he'll be somebody that um, 
you know, he'll be he'll be tough. He'll he'll be tough to get if he especially if he's if he's in any consideration for a head coaching job. So um, but I take him. I definitely take him. Yeah, I don't know much about uh Kevin P, but that other than that, he's the pass game coordinator. But I have had the pleasure of being around Brian a little bit. Uh when I was living in Columbus, Mississippi, which is 10 minutes from Mississippi State, we spent a lot of time on, on that campus. That was when Dak was there. And Brian was the OC coach there, and so I've been able, I've able been able to be in a couple of meetings when he talked ball and things like that. And even what maybe eight nine years ago when that was, he was he stood out as being a sharp individual to me. Uh, didn't know he was in the NFL until like last year, like making the rounds or whatever. And what he, what he's done with Herps, I really like it. Can he transition from being a position guy to the guy? I don't know, but, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him get a shot to do so. Just take some of them concepts and go with us. But the thing the thing is, I, the question mark I would have about him is, is if we don't get guys, prolific guys outside like they have, because they really got two 1,200-plus-yard receivers. Um, A.J. Brown got 14 or 15-something, and then Devontae Smith got like 1194 or something mm-hmm. like that. And they lead the league in rushing. So, again, two things can be possible. We need to find – Somebody that can have us a good run game as well as expand our passing game because the passing game is poopy doo. All right. Moving on to the next team, the 49ers. First person is um Bobby Slowick, who's the passing game coordinator for the 49ers. Second name is Young Kubiak. Clay. So what you think about those guys, Hendo? I will take anybody. I'll give my left arm for anybody from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sure that they have soaked up a lot of knowledge from Kyle Shanahan. That is the that is the real run game guru. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen this dude take guys from Walgreens, working at Walgreens, and make them 500 yard rushes. He schemes. Listen, he takes his most talented players and he puts them in one on one situations to get them open, get them touchdowns. They have their third string corner uh, quarterback in there, and they're possibly going to the NFC Championship game. That's not by happenstance. That is by design. So I'm sure that they they soak some of that knowledge up. And I would first speak to them and see what kind of concepts they have because a lot of these guys, they all have playbooks. Even mm-hmm. though they're not coordinators, they have, they've drawn up their own playbooks from stuff that they've seen. And I'd like to go over with them, quiz them, see how they run this offense. But mm-hmm. if you really want to take somebody that can do more with less, you get somebody from San Francisco. I agree. And shameless plug, there is a video on more to tell it about how Kyle Shanahan makes it easy for Brock Purdy. Go check that out. All right. <laughs> uh, B? Uh, I'm going to say no to both of them. Okay. Uh, I think I don't think that they're, they are learning how to do more with less because they have an insane amount a of talent. A whole lot. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just talking about this year. Okay, but this, <laughs> but this, but this year is when we're talking about their offense, though. Okay. Right? You know, I mean, you know, obviously Debo did his thing last year as well, but they weren't like a juggernaut until they, they you know, IU took a next step. George Kittle got healthy. They brought in Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan is the is the show. Like he's the he's the guy who who makes that all go. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much these guys are are going to be able to, uh, you know, kind of take that and travel with it. And I mean. The 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 Kubiak hit. I'm just I'm saying no, just based off of my uh, disdain for nepotism in the NFL. <laughs> is that uh, is that Greg's son? I think so. Okay. Yeah, Clint Clint Kubiak. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that's a, how many, they ain't they ain't put ten people named Kubiak. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I you know I, I don't think that 
that's just my impression. I you know, obviously I could be wrong, but when I look at, at Shanahan, I think it's it's really him that that's making it go. And I'm not sure that those, like I said, I don't think those guys would be able to translate that somewhere else. So I would be looking away from from San Francisco. B, I mean I'd be um, Mikey. I take them too, right? Because this is, I mean, it's it's one of the things, it's one of those things though, you know, like I slightly disagree with B uh, and I don't do that much because he's always right. But um, Kyle Shanahan is, is, is he, his coaching tree is starting to grow a little bit, right? And, and it's growing with some of the younger, better offensive minds, like, you know, Mike McDaniel, you know, him as a head man might be questionable, but him as a play caller and him as what he what he does on offense is, is solid. You know, uh what's the dude from the Packers? LaFleur he's he's yeah, LaFleur. Who's your man LaFleur? Yeah, he's one of them. <laughs> you know, he's on he's on his on his staff. So I think that he I think that he does a good job of of creating young minds. And I think that, you know, any any good young offensive mind like that typically brings other good young offensive minds around them. So I'm sure somebody in that room um, he's, he's very, very impressed with, and I'm sure, you know, uh, they, they translate well outside of that, that organization. But again, those, those teams that we've named Kansas city, Philly, San Francisco, I mean, I just wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at all and taking a shot on one of them. You know, mm-hmm. it's just I mean they've shown it, right? So it's just let's do it. And somebody that we know has the mindset, right? We we don't we might not know how they are as play callers because they haven't held that job, but somebody with the mindset and know how to use somebody that we have. Like I keep saying that Ferrari, man, you got you can only drive that a certain kind of way, right? And I, I think you know people from those staffs. Other teams that we like, we we named, uh, they have that mindset of how to use somebody like that, or they've been around people that know how to use something like that. Like, boy, boy, the floor just got fired, man. Not that one. The the not the coach, Jeff one. Not the, the Packers. Jeff. When did he? I don't. Did he coach with the uh, with Shanahan? Yeah, yeah. Under so he, he was with McVay for a year, but he was with Shanahan for like ten. Mm. So they fight over him. They fight over whose tree he's really under. He got <laughs> hired from the Rams as a head coach, but he was really with Shanny for for ten, eight to ten years or something like that. Jose, yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, taking a look at, ba- at Baby Kubiak. Um, <laughs> look, you know, yes, I, I, I get the argument with nepotism, right? But you know that that's how that that's how Kyle Shanahan got his start. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate, I, I can't stand Kyle Shanahan in the beginning because I, I, I hated I hated uh, Mike Shanahan. Arrogant, arrogant, arrogant. arrogant. Yeah, just the way he treated McNabb and RG three. Um, yeah, I, I, I just didn't I didn't like him. But he's a damn good coach, and I think um, you know he 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 learned everything uh, from from his father. And I think it's the same thing. It, it might be the same thing with Clint Kubiak, right? Because mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak was a damn good mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. He worked with Mike Shanahan for years, and clearly, when when um, you know, he he got to be his own coordinator and uh, or his own head coach, uh, it translated. And you know, if he's passing that that down to his son, uh, you know, he might have something there. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I do want to bring up though, when we're mentioning all these coaches, something that, that you got to factor in is. You know, um, who who do they know that they can bring in? Because not just 
it's not just their schemes and everything like that. Like, can they bring in the right position coaches, wide receiver coaches, you know, you know, run game coordinator, pass game coordinator, all that stuff. Can they put together a staff? You know, how um, much of a staff you think they're gonna have to put together? Because just just because Roman got let go, I, I mean, the other cats. Ideally, go. an entire staff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but just because yeah. just because you fired the OC, you get rid of the rest of the guys. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, I don't know. Because you could be like the Rams. The Rams cleaned house. The Rams fired nine, about nine people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they fire. They fire assistant coaches, like a, assistant assistant coaches assistant. and everything. Yeah. That that brings this brings back a, a question at uh, the beginning of the year. Um, uh, uh, T. Martin and uh, Keith Williams. Mm-hmm. Whose guys are they? Are, are they? I don't think those are hardball guys. I don't think anybody want to claim them right now. Right, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. So like, hey, but you, wow. uh, B, you ain't give them nothing to cook with. You gave them, you know, just a, all. All, all, I, all I heard, all I heard was wide receiver guru. He made Tyreek Hill. They, what, look, what's he? What's he going to do with Devin? What's he going to do with Bateman? Well, the answer is nothing. Right. Yeah, but I gotta disagree on because he ain't they need they need, they need Tyreek. Bateman, Bateman improved. Bateman I'm, improved. I'm just, I'm, just I'm not I'm not saying yeah, that, I'm so. not saying that he's a yeah. bad wide receiver. Yes. That, that's not that's not what I mean when when I say that, right? And I, I think I think he, he wasn't never. I don't think he was ever even part of a, a staff before, was he? Who? Keith Williams. That was I, I, I think Keith is more of a a trainer, like a, 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 a yeah, like a tra- like a technician. Right. And he so I don't think that bringing him in to a to a coaching staff. You, you can't expect those kind of results, right? Now, T you is the one I have reserved about. T, I'm mm-hmm. reserved about T because I, me, myself personally, have taken some of, um, oh shit, what's his name? I just forgot. We were just talking about not T, the other guy, Keith Williams. Keith Williams. Keith some of the stuff he's done, I've taken that and used yeah. it to coach with. So I got a lot of respect for T now. I mean, I'm sorry, Keith, Keith. but what T, I don't. Like they say, he did good in college, but I don't really see. Translate so long. Yeah. Look, here's my thing, man. There's no talent on that team. I don't care how great of a coach you are. You you can't. It's impossible, impossible to make anybody on this team Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill because he has ungodly (laughs) speed. Okay. Um, you can't you can't replicate that. And you know, think that how to catch them. Well, <laughs> hey, I, 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 listen, listen. They had they had very limited time to work with Demarcus Robinson. Okay, <laughs> I was talking about right. <laughs> and I agree with Coach. I think I, I think um, Duvernay made huge strides this year, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, obviously, yeah, he wasn't great, but like much better than last year, right? We couldn't couldn't even locate the ball, right? This is true. Uh, this yeah, is true. I, I I I think they did make an impact. Give them something to work with. Um, but T Martin, you know, as far as like, what does he know? You know, what does he bring? At the end of the day, he doesn't call a play that goes goes out on the field. Mm-hmm. So they could have been working on working on a lot of things. I think kind of David Cully alluded to this too. Uh, there's a lot of things that they could have done in terms of passing, but the play that actually got called on the field isn't what they what they discussed or even what they worked on. It was it was the quarterback sneak. <laughs> that's why i ended up on the field right yeah all right so that's the the eagles guys i'm not sorry the eagles, 49ers guys right. um now everybody else is separate individuals that i have uh first guy up joe brady for the bills he's the quarterback coach 
go ahead, be. That was involuntary, but Joe Brady was the he was the, the kind of you know the the hot shot out of LSU, and and he was fast track for a head coaching job, and he went to Carolina and and kind of face planted a bit there, mm-hmm. and uh, now he's a quarterbacks coach. If not, when he burrows in them OC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't, he, you know, that's the thing. He wasn't actually, he the wasn't OC. the OC. Yeah. It was the he, older he guy. Was, yeah. 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 And he was the, uh, I believe he was just the, the pass game coordinator. You know, he had some other title, but he wasn't the OC there. That was Matt um, Rule's first, uh, OC, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't great. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to pass on Joe Brady, but you know, I, I do think, you, uh, to, to what Jose was saying, I think, you know, he's a guy you can bring as part of the staff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, like a position coach. yeah, I wouldn't give him the OC job. Gotcha, uh, Mikey. Didn't he, didn't he spend some time in New Orleans? Or he am did. I, do I got the wrong? Part? Okay, he, he, he spent a little time in New Orleans as a, as a, like a, you know, another assistant. That's yeah. why they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah, you know. yeah, I mean, he, he, the, I, I'm gonna say he didn't have much to cook with at the position. No offense, B. Uh, no he, offense. Can't, he ain't had DJ Moore. <laughs> not, not, uh, not wide receiver. I'm saying wow. quarterback position, right? He, wow, dude, you know Teddy I mean? two gloves, huh? Teddy two <laughs> gloves. You know. You hey, no, notice, notice when he said the quarterback position, B ain't throw a name out there either. Uh, no, 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 no. I said Teddy two gloves. All right, look, Teddy took he took he took Minnesota to the playoffs. He did. Okay? He, he did. went five and zero in New Orleans. That's why he got the job. Hey, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy got paid off career. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. If his knee had just spontaneously exploded, he would have yeah, would have had a much better run. Teddy yeah. gonna be one of those guys that because how old is Teddy? He he's still fairly young, right? But like 28, 29, maybe. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he'll be in the league for another 10, 15 years if he wants to. Like he's that type of guy. But um, you he, know, he's, Brady, he's the guy that's behind Kyler. Uh what's what's the uh, uh, Skyler, is it Scott McCoy? No, Cole, Cole, Oh yeah, Cole, Cole McCoy. Yeah. He's Cole McCoy. Oh, Cole McCoy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are guys, you know. <laughs> Hey, you need me to what? You need me to go in there for a couple of plays? All right, like not no. Teddy and Colt are those guys that don't even have to warm up. Like all right, man, like, I've been doing this so long. I'm gonna just go in there. I got you. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, so Brady wouldn't. He wouldn't be at the top of my list. But you know, I definitely listen. I definitely see, check him out and uh, uh see what he what he talking on. Check. Peep his mind, peep where he's where his head is. Um, Reach out but, to him and talk to him. Yeah, I you know at this point you know like, hey, we gotta talk to everybody. Now he was at, at one point he was a hot shot like like B said he was a hot shot candidate. Um, so people saw something in him, right? Yeah. So they saw Joe Burrow and Jamar chasing him. That probably, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that? That, play, that played a huge role in why they, he was getting calls, but. I see what he's talking on. And I mean, even for the strength of that, like bring him in here on some role because we played him twice a year. So you know them well. We need we need to know what you know about those boys. So uh but let's talk, let's we can talk to him, but he wouldn't make the top of my list. Zay. Yeah, it's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I mean, like you said, Mike said, bring him. It wouldn't hurt bring him in for a talk, you know, see what he knows. But while he's up at the blackboard and he turns his back, it's just gonna be like, 
<laughs> but I did my due diligence. I, you know, I went through the process. Listen, he's was horrible in Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the BU first, right? Yes. Okay. Next guy. Next guy. Darrell Bevel. Passing game coordinator, Miami. Hendo. Used to be in Seattle with Russ cooking. <sighs> Like, like, like he you was with the Jets too. Was, was he with the Jets for a while? Uh, I just know him from Seattle. I'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm not hundred percent sure if it was the Jets, but he was somewhere else and he was not cooking. Not, not uh, a, um, I'm not going to put that passing game. He spent, I thought he him. spent time in Dallas, didn't he? Maybe. Well, am I, it wasn't. It wasn't his offensive coordinator. If it was, no, nah, no, nah, it well, wasn't. He didn't. He was an offensive assistant in Green Bay for three years, and then three years as the quarterbacks coach. And then he was the Vikings uh, offensive coordinator for five years. Mm -hmm. And then that long stint in Seattle. And then a couple of years as as offensive coordinator in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And one year as offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. Pass. No. No. (laughs) I mean, I just read through his, uh, his coaching history and seems like a dude has been fired a lot as an offensive <laughs> coordinator. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I think that I think he's a guy who who has grown, mm-hmm. uh, and and this is the kind of guy that I I, I would look at if I were Baltimore as well, um, because you're not looking you're not looking for a guy to you know come in here for a year, make his name, and get a head coaching job, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Uh, so you you're you're trying to be a a contender for through Lamar's prime and and, and after, right? So I would target a guy. I mean, Bevel, I know, is going to be looking for head coaching jobs, but he's not the, the 30, 35-year-old offensive genius kind of candidate the teams are, are looking for right now. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely give him a look and 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 uh, put him on that short list with Leftwich and, and Vienemi and, and Reich. Uh, he wouldn't be at the top of it, but he, he'd be on that list. Gotcha. Mike? Was he the one that called that that pass play down on the one yard line in the Super Bowl? <laughs> there, wasn't wrong, there wasn't a damn thing wrong with that call, Mike. Marshawn is, Marshawn is a poor goal line back. It, it, right? But it was he, only second down. Did he call that play? Maybe I don't know if he. I don't know if he called the play. Maybe I, wow. that, if he was that a feels, part, that of, feels if, like Pete probably called that play. If, <laughs> if he was on any part of that play call. That's a that's a great segue, Mike. We'll we'll leave Daryl Bevel off the list. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But if he had you, I'm with you, Mike. If he had anything to do with that call, uh, uh, then we then we see what just, just happened last week when we we did a quarterback right. sneak from the three yard line. <laughs> that that ain't, that ain't what happened. All that happened, all that happened was their corner beat beat Seattle's wide receiver. That's all. It wasn't nothing wrong with that call. It was. It, it wasn't though. They just mm. Pete Carroll did not want Marshawn to be MVP of the Super Bowl. He wanted really? Really? Yeah, because he got a, really? he got a bonus. They didn't want to give him that money. Look, our running back is already upset for not. You, getting you, goal you line think you think he you think he was thinking about the owner's checkbook on on the goal line at the end of the Super Bowl? What was he thinking, B? He was thinking everybody if, in the world thinks Marshawn's going to get the ball right now, and I'm going to throw a quick slant. Except for one man, person. Except, man who right. except for one person. Yeah, well, you know, now, you know, listen, you know who you, know, you know, put gets things on out. tape, and sometimes it comes back to bite you. You know who gets left out in that situation? Who? The guy's supposed to been setting the screen and didn't do it. Because it, it was a pick play. Yeah. And he that, basically just ran they past. They just the didn't execute the play. Yep. Yeah. It would have worked. Wow. But, know. oh, well. All right. Moving Marshawn would have worked we, too. We we over hours, so let, let's <laughs> get to these last two guys. Let's get to these last two guys. Last last two guys. Frank Wright. Start with with Frank Wright, uh, Mikey. 
I actually like this. I would like this. Um, you know, he I think he played a huge role in that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had, you know, who who a lot of people call a uh a dumpster fire of a quarterback. Well, his own coach called him that this year. Uh, he had him damn near about he to win the MVP. You no, know, he, you know, he's tired of this shit, Mike. Who do you say your biggest problem is? Quarterback. 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 <laughs> he he uh he had that man looking like a looking like a MVP. You know, he was about to win the he MVP was. if he didn't get hurt. So um I would not I would not mind that that hire at all. It makes sense. I believe they had I, I mean him and him and Harbs are connected in one in some kind of way. Whether it's just that they both coached in Philly at one point in, that, in time, I don't know if they coached together, but there's some connection there. So, um, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that pick at all. Hey, hold on one second. Hey, Bumpy, is that true? I tip. Please tell me that ain't true. Cormani to Colorado. Yeah, it's number one DB in the nation. Oh, uh, yeah, from from uh, from Miami. From, well, no, he's not from Miami. From outside Orlando, Lakely. No, I mean, I, I thought he was committed. Oh, he to was committed to Miami. Yes, yeah. he was committed Who to Miami. Go there. Go where? <laughs> Miami. Hey, hey, hey bro. You, 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 that, 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 we're talking about that right now. Does that say FFU? Hendo, chill now. Got some stuff in the box. Just chill. I ain't asking for your address yet, so just chill. He's slow rolling that that, 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 that package more than yeah. I thought. Right, like, like two and a half months. <laughs> but um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just go ahead. Damn it. I, I don't mind him playing for Dion, but I wanted him to go to Miami. But go ahead. Who's next? Mike, you, you done? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna agree with, with, with everything Mikey said, man. And um, like I said, like the the coat the, the the next OC. I want that person to be a head coach in rating. I I want uh Harbaugh to be moving on. And if he if he feels like, hey, I don't want I don't want my, you know, anybody coming from my job, it's just like you said, it's more motivation for him to win. If you win a Super Bowl, it's safe, right? But you, I, you should not feel comfortable at this point. Right? You squandered five years of Lamar mm-hmm. after he saved your job. I don't want you getting comfortable because I think that's what happened in the last couple of years. He was just comfortable and he was lazy. And you need you need some competition. Just like these players, need, you know, we always say players need competition. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Same thing with the head, head coaching spot. So, yes, put Frank Wright on the list. Oh, most definitely. I'll take Frank Wright. Um, like they said, they took uh, one of the most downtrodden QBs and made him an MVP. He wasn't downtrodden yet. He was on his way. His teammates didn't like him, but even more, even more so, they took his backup and made him a Super Bowl champion. He took yes. Nick, he look, took Nick Foles on one last ride, mm-hmm. and they won. Um, another thing, he's familiar with the areas, being that he's a University of Maryland quarterback, mm-hmm. so he has ties here. So I think it would mean a little bit more to him to bring something back to the hometown team. Um, and like they said, Harbaugh needs a fire lit under him, and I think Frank Wright would actually challenge him. Like, look, bro. It's not working. We need to do something else and go in a different direction. So, yeah, I'll take him in a heartbeat. B? Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I think he did a good job in Indianapolis outside of, you know, the barrage of injuries they had to deal with over there. Um, and like like everybody else said, I mean, I think he would he would push Harbaugh. Um, but he's, he's proven in that spot. And, yeah, I don't think a guy who's been in the 
who played in the league and who's coached in the league as long as he has is going to really just, you know, kind of back down to John. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he, he, you know, he'll have his opinion and that'll be it. And, uh, and he'll push back on Harbaugh when Harbaugh tries to say, let's run that quarterback sneak from the 15. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how many Super Bowls I've been in, love, John? I love, I love that call. I wouldn't mind. Call. I wouldn't mind. Um, if, if we don't get a young whippersnapper, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind Frank Wright because uh, of what he's done in the past. And he has a, a good body of work to look back on and say, okay, he's proven to be able to do X, Y, Z. And you give him, because he's never had, like Mike said, he's never had a Ferrari. And what, I mean, what Andrew, Andrew would disagree. Luck, mm, okay. Luck, Luck, Luck was Luck was Luck was greatest prospect of all time and all that. Uh, look, look, 80. he had a, yeah, yes, but but he got he he got broken luck though. Mm. No, he had him early. He had him Frank, early. Frank Wright. Yeah, yeah. You he mean, had him before he was broken. You mean the eighty-three interception? No, Pagano guy in games. Pagano had him. Yeah, but I'm saying he had him before he was broken. Before <laughs> he, he, was, he was totally broken. He was just no, partially. No, was I think he broken. was. I think he was mentally broken by then. Nah, because when did he? When did when did he burst his spleen? Was, <laughs> was that was that was under Pagano, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. No luck. Yeah, I think I think after that, he was like, no. <laughs> he, you, and you're right, Jose, because I think he did something. They did a documentary or something on him, and his wife left. His wife was like, "Uh, I'm not going through this. You are going through." too much dark of a time and you're not trying to dig yourself out of it so <clears throat> after like three years or so he just went down this dark path and he was broke he was broken mentally he threw for 4600 yards and 39 touchdowns Reich's first year there he wasn't broken. i didn't say he was not yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. ain't nobody talking about how how, how comfortable he is when he goes home we're talking about on the field <laughs> <laughs> well they it, it carried over to the field because he said being a, always being a quarterback and a leader like it got to him because he said he didn't know. Like when he went out with all his friends, he would order everybody's food for them. Andrew so, being a goddamn weirdo ain't got nothing to do with what we talking about. Like to, all right, he was he was a very talented quarterback. He was very, he he played was very, really well. He was very talented. He did, but he was a turnover machine as well. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. So he ain't what he wanted for that. JP, no prochet slander. Please, please, please. This is about coaches. We're not Wait talking about Proche. No Proche slam. But what is Proche if not a coach? We are talking about coaches. <laughs> next, next up. <laughs> next up. And then, and then, I, I got this name on the list. This was, and I put it here before I realized what teams had to give up to even touch this dude, and it was Sean Payton. And I, you know, uh, I know he's looking for head coach. I knew he looking for head coaching jobs, but still, I don't. If he didn't get one, but I forgot the. The stuff people would have to give up to even mess with him. So I don't really don't even know if I want to talk about him or not. I don't like what he said about. I don't him. want him anyway. Yeah. Okay. After what he said about Lamar and all, I don't want him anyway. Mm-hmm. Nope. Gotcha. So let's stop with Frank right then. And and, it, and it's a bunch of other guys out there that I just didn't name. What now? If there is there anybody that I didn't name that you guys want to talk about for a minute? D has mm-hmm. one, but he don't. Who's on, who's on Doug more. Peterson's staff? What? Uh, in he Jacksonville. I didn't even look. Honestly, I didn't even look. I said, that's, that's, that's he got a guy. That's a he got a guy. They have to look at who you got. He got a guy, but he don't want him to come to Baltimore. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey ain't taking no, no OC job. I, I will say this. There's a lot of OCs out there that I didn't put out there because, like, I only put enemy over there because people was talking about he didn't call his plays. But I didn't put – there are no other OCs on my list because who would take a lateral move? 
Right. Yeah, and and Bienemy was actually supposed to be inter- or they requested permission to interview him in Tennessee for the OC job, mm-hmm. right? So like, there's there's a mm-hmm. thought that he could leave for an OC job, but Ken mm-hmm. Dorsey ain't coming to be second fiddle to John Harbaugh. <laughs> right. But look, Bienemy uh, just in signed a one year coach, right? Right, but Bienemy signed a one year contract last year, a one year extension because he was a free agent last year. Mm-hmm. They signed him to a one year deal, so he's technically free after the playoff run. So if he doesn't get I, an echo job. I think if they win the Super Bowl, that'll change some things, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if, if they win the Super Bowl, I think he's if they all the head coaching jobs are not filled by then. I think he'll be right there for one. Yeah, what's that uh, dude calling plays in Detroit? The only oh, thing yeah. that's going to change is that they're going to be turning. They're going to be blackballing the Super Bowl winning OC. It's Ben that's Johnson, all. right? Is that his name? Yeah, Ben Johnson. I think it's Ben Johnson. Yeah, he yes. went. He's he he's, went back to Detroit. He's saying. He's saying, he's saying. saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong oh. with him? There's something special in Detroit, and he wanted to be he wanted to be part of it. And he heard Lamar yeah, was coming. AKA, yeah. As soon as Campbell loses first three games next year, I'm gonna be the head coach. <laughs> they ain't fired kneecaps. So um with that being said, that's our uh, what about our, Cliff coach? I mean, I know Cliff, he I know hey, he in Thailand did, right did now. Did you not see what Chris said Monday? Yeah. I know he. You but think I mean, that football is gonna bring him away from that? <laughs> and how, how about why would you want it to? He's Everybody, he's he's been terrible everywhere he's been. Everybody like a shiny, you know, new Lambo. I'm just all I'm saying. He's been terrible everywhere he's been, bro. I, I get I get five mil for the next for the next four years from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in Thailand. Right. Me and my boo thing. We, we ain't coming back. Forget y'all. Mm-hmm. So see you when I see you. Right. And then I, after them five years, I might want to get back in and get my, my coins back up. But he, if somebody told me they was rich, he was rich anyway. His family. Oh, yeah, he good. Yeah. So he good. Yeah, forget I, him. I don't doubt it. But again, before we get out of here, let's uh, let get everybody let everybody get their information out there and where people can find you and your stuff and what you got going on. We'll start with you, Mikey. Uh, yeah, so I am the host of Open Mic with yours truly, the show where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. Uh, coming next week, man. I got a fire episode with Coach Evans and my homeboy Denarian McCants, former Washington Redskins watch uh, wide receiver. I'm not gonna tell you what we talked about. I just want y'all <laughs> to tune in, um, because it's because it's dope and we had a really really good conversation. Um, yeah. So go over there and subscribe for your boy. Uh, help me. Got an episode my, out today. Yeah, got an episode up today. I gave my my take on uh, the Lamar Jackson situation. Um, not so much from X's and O's and wins and losses, but just kind of how the media is kind of trying to slander my man, and I ain't appreciate it. Thanks. So uh, go check that out. And I am also on your favorite audio uh, podcast listening uh, devices and programs, whatever you want to call it. Go over there, give your boy a five-star rating. And then I am one-third of Ring King's podcast with Brodney and Jose and – Little Mikey in the background. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man. And also follow me at OTR underscore Mike on Twitter and Instagram and all of those good places. And uh, their, their information is in the description. I, t- uh, I tagged everybody and I also just added the Ring Kings podcast to it also. Um, Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me at Ravens Online on Gatekeeper every Thursday and Sunday doing a live stream. You can also find me in audio form in your favorite audio listening, uh, Apple, Spotify, 
Google, wherever you find that at. Um, you can find me Fridays at noon with my man, Mr. Galloway, on electric relaxation with Mr. Galloway and wherever what about else. Tuesdays? Huh? What about Tuesdays? And wherever else I'm requested. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing Tuesday to evening on um, a steel conspiracy. It's not a real thing. <laughs> with Sugar Knight on uh, Sugar Knight 323 channel. It's not, it's not a real thing. <laughs> You're there every week. It's very real. <laughs> I see him there too. <laughs> Jose and B. All right. We are the Lunch Break Hot Take. We do a live show every Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Followed up by the overtime show, uh, which you got to be a Patreon to sign up for. Patreon.com slash LBHT show. Also, like uh, Mikey said, we are, you know, me, Mikey B, uh, do Ring Kings podcast. Uh, usually every Monday or so-ish, we have a new uh, episode out. Okay. So if you're a boxing fan or you're just a casual, casual, uh, diehard, whatever level of fandomness you have in boxing, uh, we got something for everybody. So go over there and subscribe. Also, you can follow us on Lunch Break Hot Take on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LBHT Show. And for the Ring Kings channel, it is at Ring Kings Pod. And we just put out a uh, kind of a review and slash discussion about Kasim the Dream, the documentary about Kasim Uma, who was a or is a uh, junior middleweight to, to middleweight uh, boxer who was kidnapped at the age of six and, and forced to be a child soldier over in Uganda and uh, who, who fled at the age of 18 and, and used boxing to get away from the, the, his life in Uganda and then to kind of rebuild his life and, and, and rebuild his family uh, as the, as he grew older. It's a really fascinating story. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, and you're looking at, you're looking at five out of six of the Ravens round table on Monday nights, 9 right. PM. Missing uh Chris just joking. They actually are recording an episode of the Deep Cover podcast. So that's why Chris is not able to join. The link to, to Chris's show with um Carrie and, and Mike is in the description also. So make sure you check them guys out when they come back. And um you can find me on TikTok, uh IG at Sip the Tally Films, and you can find me on Twitter at Coach James Nine, and you can find me on the other channel, more Sip the Tally, uh on YouTube. That's more sip the talent. We for the streets over there. We 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 mess with everybody over there. All 31 teams can can can, can get it. So uh, that's that's what more sip the talent is. And I appreciate everybody for coming through. I appreciate you guys for coming on kind of at the last minute and, and doing this because like me and B was talking before we started, I didn't think they was gonna fire or let him go or whatever, but they did. And so here we are, you know, in a, a good search, and we just hope Harvard don't fumble the bag on it. And um, that's where we're at, man. We'll see you guys Monday with some more content. And um, we're going to go from there, man. Appreciate everybody for coming through. Appreciate you guys. And let me end this thing right here.